that was the question of the night. Like, do you get to pick your desk at work? Do I get to pick my desk? I because w- I definitely got to pick between two. That's they're nice. In the same room. They're right next to each other, but I get to pick the better of the two. That's nice. And yeah. how how many windows does that room have for those keeping score at home? Do you count the sliding glass doors that look into a basement hallway? Mm, should I? No. Do, do I? Have, it is do I need to? Yeah, there, there are zero windows. Excellent. Uh, yeah. When when the company that I work for moved from half an hour south of where I live to across the goddamn bay, I did get to pick where I was going to work out of, and they were originally like, "Hey, you can share this office with one of the scientists." And I was just like, "Dude, I'm barely. Why would I be at a desk? Like, what do I? Do? That's just a place for me to eat lunch." And we have like communal tables that I can just eat at in like the common area. And they're like, you don't want to have like an office. And I was like, I wouldn't have an office. I'd share an office with a guy who works the same hours as me and is always in his office. I'd just be the weird guy who interrupts his time to go eat lunch. (laughs) And so I was like, I was like, how about this? I'm the only guy who works in systems manufacturing. What if we just make that my fucking area like it currently is in the current space? And they were like, so you don't want an office? I was like, I want my office. I don't want a sh- – in my mind, it goes like f- from bottom to top, shared communal space, shared shared open area, then shared office, then individual open space, and then individual office. That's the hierarchy. Where's open office? I've been in a ton of them. Those are the worst. Yeah. Cause, so, cause then you, if you aren't part of the company, you have no idea who it is, especially around here. Oh, dude. It's just like, there's a guy wearing a sweater vest over there. He's the most formal dressed here, but he's also wearing jeans. It's like, God damn it. Dude, let me tell you about it. And also, welcome to Road Sodas. But let me tell you about it. I did my first on site preventative maintenance thing at, at a, they're like, 45 minutes from yeah, you were preventing things yeah we do this for a living i do this too they're they're near the my the original workplace location about half an hour south where i currently live so it's not like i traveled for it i just went into this lab and they, they cleared the lab for me so i was the only one in there and they, they'd moved places since i'd last been there like right down the road from like a kind of crappy really cramped area to a much bigger building where it's a bunch of companies renting space out of these giant fucking mega biotech buildings they have and so i get in and they're like hey you know like this is us this is the lab you'll be in if you go down to the end of the hallway where the carpeted area is that's where the bathrooms are if you keep going past that we've got some drinks and snacks because they love to give you drinks and snacks out here that means they're a terrible office space that's what i've learned they're not gonna pay you all but they got free drinks and snacks and so what i've learned yeah so i'm working and then uh, my lab contact arrives, and she's like, hey, if you need anything, I'll be down in the office area. And I actually hadn't gone down to the office area. I just had people vaguely point at it. And then at one point, I needed to like tell her a problem that I'd found because it was going to cost money to fix. But I couldn't do it there. I would need to return the system to the lab for me to work on back in like my workshop. And so I'm just wandering around in a lab coat, which I always feel weird because they never tell you, hey, some places are real strict. When you're in the lab, you have to wear the lab coat. And when you exit the lab, you have to not wear the lab coat. Some places are really strict about that. Some are really lax about it. But also Dude. some places are really like when you take your lab coat off, do not just hang it up anywhere. You have to hang it up on one of the guest hooks. And so, but they never tell you any of that. They just, you, you just have to figure it out by getting yelled at by somebody because you, by breaking some unwritten rule. I've been out of place for a year <laughs> now or 13 months and I still get yelled at. Yeah. I was going to say like, this is, I'm preaching the choir. No, the best part is, is like people have desks in the middle of laboratory spaces where Ooh. it's like, you need to wear safety goggles and a lab coat and gloves five feet away from this person's desk. Yeah. Yeah, they're not allowed to drink water at it, technically. They're not allowed to eat at their desk. They got to go somewhere else for that. Don't worry. It's very European. We, yeah. we force them to go away from their desk. Yeah. It's a good thing. But yeah, so but the reason I bring this up is it was an open office area. So I'm walking around. I'm looking for this woman. And again, I've I've met her that morning for about 30 seconds, and she's wearing 
at the time, a lab coat and a face mask. So I can only go by her hair type because like everyone sitting at the desk is not wearing a lab coat anymore. Now I am. So everyone's kind of looking at me because I'm just a guy they've never seen before walking around in a lab coat who clearly doesn't know where he's going. And so I'm just walking around and I'm kind of looking at people and I'm like, could it be her? Could it be her? And eventually this one, like extremely tall, pissed off European woman is just like, can I help you? And I was just like, I'm looking for this person's name. And she was like, you're at the wrong company. You have to go across the hall, down the hall, across the hall. And, and, and I was just like, dude, you got no, like, I was like, what company is this? And she was like, we are this. And I was like, who am I looking for? And she was like, you're looking for this. And I was like, well, where's the signs? She was like, so no signs. And I was like, well, you can kind of see then what happened. Why like, don't you have a person intercepting me at the lab door? Yeah. Or just label it. Like, company X is this way. Company Y is this way. Yes, we share the same lab space. Yes, yeah. we share the same equipment. But but there are shelves. We understand how refrigeration works. But other than that, it was a lovely experience at the new location. And for anyone looking for a new lab space in South San Francisco, please eat my butthole. Thank you. Yeah. That goes for Cambridge, Massachusetts as well. Hell yeah. Now, Jimbo, I don't want to beat around the bush anymore. I've got news. Buddy, buddy, I've got news. Lay it on me. Fuck so, me up with some news. This was initially brought up to you and the public in an episode maybe four ago for the listener, I think, called Ben Desperately Needs Your Help, which I highly recommend everyone go listen to if you haven't already, where I stated that I needed help either confirming or you know finding out more information about a weird set of assemblies that I remember going to in elementary school about a conspiracy theorist kind of weird brain guy brain guy he brought in brains i described it better in the episode then after that went up we got a, a listener who is also a friend who attended that same elementary school along with his sister who confirmed but more importantly gave me a new set of words to type into google and jimbo i found him <laughs> I fucking found him. Wow. Holy shit. Not only did I find him, but yesterday morning. Did you book him? Please, please tell me you booked him. I watched a 42-minute long YouTube video of him presenting the same speech to college students in 2018. The only difference being the last roughly 12 minutes where he began to talk about vaping, because obviously vaping did not exist in the mid-90s when I was witnessing him. However, by ch- listening to his story, he implies that he occasionally would talk to fourth graders at the youngest. Now, that is not true. That is wildly incorrect, because he talked to young-ass children. And more importantly... <laughs> in your assembly, it was like fourth graders at the oldest. Yes, and more importantly, he, he was based out of Delaware, and he was released from his NDA and testified before Congress in 1994. So we would have been some of the first people to hear this speech because he began touring schools speaking in 1994. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he was literally just going with whatever was nearby. And that's probably why we saw him so frequently was because he was like, fuck it. Nobody outside of the tri-state area needs me yet. So I'm just going to hit up Kenmore Elementary School five or six times. You know, I, I see it from like more of a comedian standpoint where he's just like, look, I'm the house comedian here. Like I'm the house assembly man. This is what I do. You know, I come come through, do a set, kind of tool some things out. I change a little bit of it, but I still pass around the brains. Like, that's that's what brings them in. Yeah. And, like, watching the thing on YouTube, he handled the, bra- the brain. Dude, he just put on one glove and was just carrying the brain around and, like, holding up to, it up to people's faces. It wasn't even in a fucking jar for this. And the beginning of it. How old is he now? 
Dude, that's the thing. He doesn't look that old. So I think this must have happened when he was quite young. Like he was probably like in his twenties when he, like all this shit went. They down. tried to kill him. I mean, he has gray hair certainly, but I, I mean, I'd put him in his sixties. Like he's at most probably probably fifties, but he's he's again older but not old. But uh, yeah, he definitely open he. So he this particular presentation that I saw, he opens. With sort of that manic speed and, and, and conversational pace of somebody on uppers. Now, I'm not making any assumptions. He might have just been adrenaline from the beginning of the speech, but he's got a lot of well-rehearsed lines, well-rehearsed jokes, partially because I recognize them, which means he's been doing this for 25 years of the, like the same bits. It's but, like, this is good. This will bring him in. Yeah. But he, he kind of calms down later, but like, Honestly, it was funny and it was coherent if a bit, I mean, the fingerprint thing, that was real. The mailing it, so the specifics were, so he lived in Delaware when he wanted to mail something to the FBI that was going to be a whistleblower thing. And so he drove to New Jersey to mail it. That was the specific. So he did cross, uh-huh. he, 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 yeah, you he cross that state out, lines. cross yeah. the state line. Yeah. But I, I think the That's most an rem- interesting state line to cross too. Because yeah. Delaware owns all the water up until like the shoreline. Yeah. So it's like when a wave crashes, that's Delaware Expanding. interceding. On Delaware to New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> but the biggest takeaway I have from rewatching this for the first time in probably 20 years, because I think I saw it for the first time probably 25 years ago, but then I, I'm, I saw it multiple times. I'm going to guess like first and fifth grade probably at least and probably maybe every grade. I have no idea, but. What I took away from it was the fact that it's the same speech that he gives to college students, like advanced college students that he gives to like fucking babies. So like, yeah, doesn't change the material. There was plenty of it that was like, don't smoke, uh, don't do drugs and all that stuff, which like, I understand the impetus to tell children that I, I understand that. Whether or not you agree that it's right, I understand why that would be part of the speech. But the way he's uh, he delivers the lines are very much the way you talk to an adult in college. Not that like college kids are like you know fucking fully formed adults, but they're adult enough. They understand things. They're there to grasp you know new concepts. But like fucking like a, a third graders, he's just casually like I get. It. And you know what I gave the rats heroin, and I was just like I remember this just. And hey, not this isn't to say that you shouldn't tell kids about heroin. It's just that like he talks brashly and in a way where like you guys know what I'm talking about. You guys know heroin anyway. Any who's will be. Yeah, it it was like that uh, police officer that showed up to my elementary school and was like, "Yeah, if I had this much dope, oh yeah, get all of you." Yeah, it's like yes, we're children. We're like forty five pounds. But his name is Doctor Victor. De Noble, D.E. Noble, um, for anybody interested, he gives talks. He had, he had a documentary come out, I think like two years ago that Reagan and I are definitely going to go watch. And, uh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm so happy that I'm, I, I need to go piss in a rare. I'm also been drinking all day, but Dr. I'm going to have DeNoble. to pee. But just keep recording, uh, and vamp if you want, but I, I, I got to go pee pee. All right, listener. So I'm going to teach you how to make a perfect Jameson Black Barrel neat. You take one bottle of Jameson Black Barrel, pull off the cork, and pour into glass. And enjoy. Replace cork if desired, or continue Oh, man. That was really all I had. I am enjoying a couple of candles here that I made. One we talked about briefly before was an apple pie and a brandy snifter. The other is a coffee cake in a bottomless Sprite bottle. All right, quit talking about me. Yeah. I'm back, baby. But yeah, for the listener, today is St. Patrick's Day for us, for real, so... That's why I'm full of piss. Yeah, some of us got after it today. <clears throat> I agree. Yep. <clears throat> yeah.
that. But for the listener, what it's closer to is Easter. Is April Fool's Day. It's more close to that. But in relation to Easter, I saw a product at the store just now. Just now, like right before we got on the call. And Reagan was like, hey, would you like a Reese's peanut butter egg? And I thought, of course. It's one of the best. That and the Christmas tree is one of the best chocolate to peanut butter ratios out there. And then she pointed at it, and it's this. Uh, oh, man. Now, I'm so, going to post a picture of this. You ever seen this before? No. No, I have not. So, listener, I recommend checking out the photo. But it's, this is It's the size of an egg, and it has the Reese's brand on it. It appears to be wrapped in, what, aluminum foil? Yeah, it's basically a Reese's cup that's a Cadbury cream egg dimension and like like wrapper ben, situation. Ben, Ben, can you do one thing for me? Anything. Let me know if you have more of those. I only have one. You but only I can... have one because I was about to demand that you go get a hammer and you smack that thing. You see what cracks out. Oh, I was going to say, I can go get more, <laughs> but I'm going to eat this and, and, right. give, and give a live analysis for Easter. Okay. Yeah. So I'm here in. we go. Here, uh, let me take a picture first. Let's see. I'll provide some foley art. <laughs> okay. Photo taken. Now, we're unwrapping. We're unwrapping. Standard standard foil situation. No, we're that's good foley art. Yeah. We, have, we have the classic seam of a Cadbury egg, except that this has a little more gaps in it than uh, a Cadbury egg would. Yeah, that's more like alien. Ooh, you know? ooh, ooh buddy. Ooh, buddy. Came apart easy as pie. It's two halves that get filled and are then pressed together. Ha <laughs> ha, weekly. But for the sake of uh, consumption. Mm. Okay. Okay. So, mm. so I'd say the thickness of the outer chocolate wall is roughly the same as a Cadbury cream egg. Because... Anybody who's had a Reese's Christmas tree or Easter egg knows that that chocolate is incredibly thin. It's just enough to give you a hint of chocolate while you're crunching down that super sweet peanut butter. This is a very different ratio. Any different consistency of chocolate. You're like, as you can see, the chocolate broke. It's firm enough to have actually broken. I'm going to say I prefer the traditional. The Reese's Easter egg and Easter Christmas tree. All right. So, oh, and uh, you know what? I've been neglecting the Easter Halloween pumpkin, but there are uh, Reese's Halloween pumpkin. But yeah, that is old well. Easter Halloween. Easter Halloween. We love it. <laughs> All folks. Hallows Easter. Oh, I, I dropped a piece of chocolate. Ah, uh, nailed it. Would you recommend putting this egg, the well, these two have eggs, into the freezer mm. while they're still in the tinfoil? And then maybe hitting them with a tennis racket <laughs> into the vast unknown. Yes. Okay. Because there are better Reese's to be had. Yep. Even on this candy holiday, which we are hurtling towards. God damn it. I love the candy for this fucking holiday. Let's go on a journey, my friend. I have nothing else to talk about. So let's uh, let's talk about our favorite Easter candies. And just are like... Easter. Let's talk about it. Let's fucking get into it. Well, I, I think my Easter story begins with malted milk. Some people like malted milk. Some people don't. Some people like Whoppers. Some people trade them away at Halloween. That shit happens. There was a place in Delaware called Charcoal Pit. It was actually like a local chain of Ooh. garbage places. I loved that place as a kid. We all did. Because our parents loved that place because they had like the tabletop jukeboxes, but like they were all still awful. I have a very special and slightly depressing connection with that place. It's all, it's, it's not depressing to me. I might cut this out, but when I was a kid and my dad died, when I was like right after it happened, my mom took me to like kid grief counseling and it went like kind of late. And on the way back, we'd pass the charcoal pit and we'd go there and she would let me get whatever i wanted which is like that's the only time that would ever happen so i would get their like biggest fucking like ice cream disaster <laughs> like just hell yeah like the 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 chocolate kitchen sink ice cream explosion just like a fucking mound of sugar and so i actually have very fond memories of the charcoal pit but from when i was like five years old 
I don't know if I've gone back since I was like six. No, I actually do too. We had a bowling league at my high school that the bowling alley that was closest to the high school actually was really close, but also attached to a charcoal pit. And they had like one of those through windows that you could order, like yep. not takeout, but but yeah, orders. Takeout adjacent. Just, you know, fingers and burgers and fries. Yeah. Pretzels? Oh yeah, absolutely. But yeah. my favorite from there was the chocolate malt, honestly. That's where this this story was going for me is is my love of malt. I love malt in beer, you know? I love a I love a good malty taste to my my Yingling Amber Lager. I love a malt to my chocolate milkshake from Charcoal Pit. Even though it's burned down now, I'm probably never go to a Charcoal Pit again. Very funny that Charcoal Pit burned down. I mean, <laughs> it is now. Literally, they went. They went there. Yeah, I mean, the place near me that's called the San Francisco Hole in the Wall Pizza that someone drove their car into and put a big hole in the wall. That's funny. The Charcoal Pit burning down. Equally funny. But yeah, I remember their ice cream being a thing. Like their their desserts was like a something they advertised. But yeah, th- th- there were a handful of them, right? Like four, three. Uh, I remember one on two hundred two, uh, like North Wilmington. That was the one I went to. The one in Pike Creek was attached to the bowling alley. That was the one that I bowled at and and went to probably the most. Nice. Uh, but I think that was also the most far the south one. But anyway. I like Whoppers as well. I like malted milk balls. And once a year, that company also makes these things called Robin's Eggs. Ooh, yeah. That are covered in a candy coating, but also different sized milk balls. Yeah. And they're like speckled, right? It's because it's like a Robin's yeah. Egg. Yeah. So it's yeah. like speckled candy coating. They're, they're all Jackson Pollock all over the <laughs> yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. 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 Those. Ah, man. So you're the yeah. guy keeping them around. Yeah. Exactly. I don't dislike malt, but I definitely don't seek it out. But I never knew that you were a malt head. I that's the thing is like not so much. It's it's you know once a week at most. <laughs> like seriously, uh, I'll take you down to get a malted because you're my best gal. <laughs> ah, you want you want caffeinated beverage, a soda from the fountain. We gotta go to the pharmacy for that. We'll hit the pharmacy and ask the soda jerk to get us a malted. Then you and I can head down to the sock hop and finger bang until dawn. (laughs) Uh, Well, hell yeah. So, honestly, Easter has some of the weirdest fucking candy. Well, let's go with Easter traditions and turn it back into candy. So I'm guessing you had the, the classic Easter basket as a kid when you, like, when you, when you woke up. Yeah, well, I never really got that one, but my parents did it. Yeah. You just woke up and you had a basket full of candy? Somewhere in the house. They hit it. Yeah. Oh, they hit the basket. Not very well because it was a fucking basket of candy. Sure. There's only so many places you can hide something that large. Yeah. Covered in plastic. Yeah. My mom would put ours by the back sliding glass doors and then say that the Easter buddy came in through that door to drop the candy off, which like... It's a locked door, Mom. You could have put that anywhere in the house. If it's getting into the house, it doesn't need to be by the door. <laughs> but I appreciate it. I get look, the, I get look, it. Look, just like Santa, either you believe in the Easter Bunny or you live long enough <laughs> to see yourself become the Easter Bunny. You're the one who buys the candy at the grocery store. As a kid, were the Whopper... Robin's eggs, your favorite, or did you have, or were you kind of just candy, oh, no. candy I got crazy? Into those in college. Okay, what was your? Did you have a kid favorite, or, or were you just kind of like, give me anything? Yeah, rabbits, like the chocolate rabbit. Oh, okay, I liked, I like taking down something that large. Like honestly, you know, it's like big game hunting for a kid. Hell yeah! <laughs> like I got, I got a feeling I know the answer to this, but were you ever wildly disappointed when you bit into a chocolate rabbit to find out that it was hollow? Oh, yeah. Like, did that crush you? you? Yeah. The first time is rough for literally everybody, and then you expect it from every other rabbit. It's like bowling with bumpers, only not knowing that there's bumpers there. It's like, no, I was ready to fucking destroy. I was was going to get zero? God damn it. Uh, No, so 
I mean, there's two schools of rabbit now, unless you make your own. Go which, on. Which, I mean, we can. I don't have a cocoa guy. I don't have, I don't have a, well, actually, I do have a double boil guy, and that guy's me. <laughs> so I can melt some chocolate for you, but I need to make a mold. I need to make a mold for, for some fucking rabbits. I mean, aren't you currently also a candle guy? Uh, yes. I don't, I don't know. But I mean, like, could you mold it out of, nah, wax is going to melt too. Like, you'd need no, some very- No, I want to eat this rabbit. No, that's what I'm saying. You can make the mold for it out of, like, a very high melting point wax. That's, that's an interesting, yeah. Okay. And, Cause it's smally, it's soft enough you could carve it pretty easily, and then you would pour the chocolate inside that. Okay. And because wax, I believe, is generally safe to eat, like you just pass it. Um, if there's any, you know, uh, contamination, you're gonna be fine. Residue. Yeah. Okay. Alright. No, I, I think I just, yeah, I'm really craving like a, a dense rabbit to eat. Mm. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> even not like the body, like a big chocolate rabbit would be awful. That would, that would weigh a shit ton. I would, yeah. just some ears and a head. Like, honestly, I just sure. need a rabbit's head, like a solid hey, rabbit's head of chocolate. How about this? Your classic Easter egg bunny shape. And the only solid parts are the feet and the head and ears. And in between is hollow, but you have a dowel connecting the feet to the head. That way you can hold onto the feet and really crank down on the ears. All right, all right, all right. Because otherwise, because take... if, if, if there's no dowel, as soon as you crank down, you're just going to snap the body in half. And while that's visually entertaining, it's physically not satisfying. I think what I would like to see out of that scenario is is a body filled with, like, fluff or, uh, or paint material. Is you make a reverse, like, mallow cup rabbit... <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Fuck, my guy. You've done it. You've done it. You make a solid chocolate rabbit head. Yes. And some solid chocolate, like, rabbit feet on the bottom. Yes. But then in between is just, like, a, a thin chocolate shell surrounding, like, a marshmallow rabbit innards and, and organs. Dude, you could even, if you wanted to, throw like a rod of pretzel or a rod of graham cracker in there to make it kind of like a moon pie. Not gonna lie, man, they're serving whoopie pies at uh at work. Oh, and they are not brand name. They made them themselves. Oh boy, we're getting into it now. Ooh, <sighs> whoopie pie. Ooh, whoopie pie. Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. Spongy chocolate fucking cookie sandwich. Hell yeah. It looks good. I don't buy it. My my go-to candy as a kid was a Cadbury cream egg. For Easter. For Easter, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Cadbury cream egg. Yeah, the standard Cadbury cream egg. Okay. How did you like those commercials? I couldn't really watch TV. I don't remember it. I, they had, the, was it the chicken, or sorry, the, 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 the rabbit that clucked? Was that the fucking? Something like that, yeah. Something like that. I've heard yep. tell of them, but, uh. I know they've gotten smaller over the years. Don't bother me none. I've gotten bigger over the years. I haven't been faithful to them, you know? Who, who, how can I get mad at something that changed size? Hey, when, you're both on a seesaw, right? Right? <laughs> In 30 years when I start shrinking, maybe they'll start getting bigger again. Who the fuck knows? You never know. Who can say? But, uh, but now my favorite Easter candy. I mean, I really, I really do enjoy the, the thin chocolate coated Reese's egg, but, if you've ever fucked around with the Cadbury mini eggs, now they're, they're just chocolate. They're probably about the size of, they're a little bit smaller than like the last knuckle of your thumb, but they're kind of that shape. My thumb or your thumb? A thumb. I, well, smaller than our thumbs, likely. More like okay. a medium sized person's thumbs. And they come in various classic Easter pastel colors of the candy coating on the outside, but it's candy coating around just solid chocolate. There's no cream. Uh, but yeah, maybe, Three quarters of an inch tall, half an inch wide egg, and uh, I just like them. They're simple. I'm into it. I don't know. My I think my grandparents were really into them. Like I, they'd have like a bowl. You know, it's those bags of like candy coated shit. Yeah. I mean, M and M's aren't bad. Like M and M's. Yep. Really. Yep. They're they're a, the pepperoni pizza, the fucking baseline of of like your holiday candy. 
Yeah. And mine's mine's candy coated malted milk balls. Hell yeah. Yours is candy coated uh chocolate, maybe chocolate mousse stuff. Oh, it's 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 a solid it's just a milk chocolate. And in general I'm not a huge fan of milk chocolate. I'm not against it by any means, but normally it's not my favorite. But there's just something about the 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 consistency of it yeah. that I just really and I think there's a nostalgia factor. Now, Easter egg hunts. Did you do them? Did your family do them? I know uh, <laughs> that my brother did them. I, I don't know that I did. I mean, I'm sure I did a bunch of Easter egg hunts in my time, and I'm sure my dad will email about this, but like, I think that's some, one of those things of the past. I know there was an Easter egg hunt that probably didn't happen. You remember when me and Papa drove out Cross country out to Seattle and then flew down to you. But <laughs> I do, I do recall that. Well, we did that kind of like <laughs> the, the, the time, the, the time I got married. <laughs> uh, no, no. Oh, that was, that the was first time you did that. Yeah. yeah I forgot the you year did that before. times. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I also remember that one, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we were in Kansas City like Easter Sunday, but like the concierge at the hotel that we were, we were checking out of like, Easter Sunday morning, it was snowing outside or supposed to snow. I think we caught up with it like halfway to Kansas City. We were were staying like two hours outside. But she was like, yeah, we're supposed to do an Easter egg hunt. But I don't know. And I was like, do you guys usually get snow on Easter? She's like, no, never. Yeah. Like, that seems like a sign. Just don't do it. Maybe skip it. Maybe it's not that important. Yeah. My grandparents always did a big Easter egg hunt. All the cousins would come over, and by all, I mean initially the other two, and then eventually, what what would happen was every we all have eggs with our initials on it, and they were hidden according to our age. So, like if you were a little kid, they're kind of just tossed around, like they're wide fucking open. And if you got older, I think I think they usually phased you out around like ten to twelve, but then. What happens was once you'd phased out, you would start hiding the eggs for the youngest next, uh, like the the youngest cousin. Yep. And that would that would cycle through that way, and so that was really fun. Uh, both both searching and hiding was was a good time. But it was, I mean, it was a thing. And some of the eggs would have like two M and M's in it. Like sometimes it'd be like you're gonna you got to go find forty eggs. And just know that, like, yeah, one of them's got to a fucking make ten. This worth it. One of them's got a ten dollar bill in it, but some of them just have like three skittles. So you got to find every single one in order to get your full fucking haul. There might still be some Easter eggs hidden around this apartment. Could be. I think. I think I remember hiding some eggs with you guys. I didn't hide any eggs. I hid some eggs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did. I'm a festive motherfucker. Well, when in Rome, hide the eggs. Yeah, dude. I remember my first Boston Easter. It tangentially involves <laughs> it was Papa. A, it was a Noah Easter. Oh, my Sur- God. Dude. Surprisingly. Dude, it was coming in. You're not going to guess what direction it came in from. The fucking Northeast. Fucking K. I think that's <laughs> this how they Easter, got- This Easter. It was like the middle of April. It came out of fucking nowhere. Dude, I, I think that's how they got the fucking name, kid. I don't know. I haven't Googled it, but, uh, <laughs> the guy who introduced me and Papa, who I don't really talk to all that much, but was a, uh, a guy who you went talk to, to Papa high- every now and then. Oh, Papa, I talk to, but this guy, I don't anymore. Just, we just lost track of each other, but he went to high school with Papa and he was in my college orientation class. So that's how Papa and I met, but, uh, he lived nearby. I'm not going to say what town, but a town right outside of Boston and a freshman year. He knew that me and my roommate at the time, Jake, were J- Jake was from Philly. I was from Maryland. And he was like, so you guys aren't going home for Easter. My family does an Easter dinner thing. We're right around the way. You want to come by for Easter, for Easter weekend? We were like, of course, that'd be great. So we went over to his place, met his lovely family. And that was when I found out that they were Catholic. And I'd had almost no interactions with Catholic people because, as we mentioned before, there's not a lot of Catholics where we're from. I mean, they're, they're around, but like, not a ton. Like all the all the chapels and shit in our hometown are mostly fucking 
Presbyterian Protestant. And so I had been raised Presbyterian. Jake is my my roommate at the time was Jewish. And so we were like, oh, boy, do you know about mass? And he was like, I don't know about mass. I was like, oh, all right. Um, I think I can help where I I might know a little bit because there's like a one percent overlap, but like not a lot. And then uh, his mom was like, hey, so we're going to mass in the morning. We know you guys aren't going to come. So just sleep in. Just hang out, and we'll, we'll, when we get back, we'll have a we'll have a giant breakfast. And I was like, "What? This fucking rules!" Tits, yeah. greatest Easter ever. So we just hung out. I think I think they might have like I forget if we like snuck some beers. Maybe we just hung out sober. I don't remember at all. But we woke up in the morning. They'd gone off to mass, and his mom had left us Easter baskets at the feet of our beds that each had like a fucking shot glass with Boston and our names on it and like a bunch of candy. It was cool as shit. It was just like a really wow. nice time. And then, but then like Jake and I were like, all right, so we're just alone in their house for a while. That's cool. And, uh, we, I think we couldn't figure <laughs> out how to change steal the copper pipes or <laughs> well, we couldn't figure out how to change the channel on the TV. Just turn it on. It was one of those like nine remote setups. And so it, like his dad had been watching golf. And so we just ended up watching golf for like an hour yeah. or two while they were wrapping up mass but uh that was my first boston easter that was nice nicely done i'm proud of you look that was my first catholic easter and uh now that i'm married into a a catholic family i gotta say uh i dig it because now it's all fucking lamb it's all almond extract and dude fucking fish dude they make they make a bunch of homemade pasta and lamb it's fucking good as hell all right every easter i eat like a goddamn king last year no, two Easter's ago, I made pasta f- for the first time with them, which uh, I was nervous about. How nervous were they? I, I think it's one of those. <laughs> they carried it well. Oh, I think it's one of those. If he nails it, we have pasta. If he doesn't nail it, we can make fun of him for fucking up the pasta. So, like, it's a win-win, I think. But they like me, so it all it all worked out well. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. There's there's some dishes I got to learn how to make, dude. Handmade pasta, fun, but uh it's one of those things. It's fun and conceptually simple. It's simple, but not necessarily easy. It's one of those. Okay. Yeah. So that's Easter. Yeah. It's all it's all pasta from here. Yeah. <laughs> uh Now, what are you going to eat on Easter? What do you think? Lamb and pasta. Because I'm probably going to eat like Little Pizza King, like a buffalo yeah. chicken calzone, some yes. shit like that. Yes. I mean, what else am I going to be doing? Nah, probably driving back. Yeah. Driving back? Uh, from one of those trips that I can't disclose where I go. It's, it might be in Massachusetts, you know, to comply with, with state travel restrictions. Hell yeah. We'll say that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, COVID, huh? You heard of this? You heard about this? You heard heard about this thing? (laughs) I hear that there's these two guys, one of them's named Johnson. (laughs) The other one? (laughs) You're not going to believe this. His name? Also Johnson. And it's like, what do you think you guys are? The FBI agents and Die Hard? They're not related. They're not related, like, even close. (laughs) They got this thing. Look, all all I'm going to say is I'm really excited for the next nine months. To have to talk to every single person about how and when they got vaccinated. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. I, I'm actually not. And, uh, that's why I preemptively, uh, with, with the help of my parents purchased land to, uh, actually <laughs> like physically distance myself from people. I know they recommend six feet, but I've actually ensured it so that I can actually have 300 feet legally between like the next closest person. Hell yes. That was the point. Look, if it's worth doing, it's worth overdoing. Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, I just wanted 50 times what the CDC recommends. Because that's that's the way to do it. That's why you're getting 100 Pfizer vaccines, right? Correct. (laughs) Although I, I get 50 at once. And then I got to wait a couple of, like, four <laughs> weeks, and then I got another 50. So it's really not 100. It's it's, it's uh, uh, two stages of, yeah. 
Yeah, man. It's really, it's really strange. Living in cities. Just yeah. Mixing it up with people. Just kind of staring them down all the fucking time. Cause that's, that's all we're doing to each other nowadays. We can't see what each other's mouths are doing. Yeah. Dude, have you adopted any weird mouth habits? Uh, you mean like the Val Kilmer in, in Top Gun? Just like. I mean, yeah, I think I just kind of show my teeth all the time now. Just kind of like walking around like, ugh. I, I wasn't known as like the wide openest eye guy before, but like I have a feeling I am squinty now. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah. Cause I smile at people a shitload. And so like I'm, I'm just always like, eh, 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 squinty. Dude, I'm all eyebrows now. I give them the old double eyebrow, just the old, hmm hmm. But I do it to everybody. <laughs> just straight Belushi. Dude. Just- didn't even think. I was thinking more like uh, it's one of the Marx Brothers. I think did that with the cigar. They're like, no, uh-huh. Belushi's comedy. Like, but yeah, very much so because that's all I've got. I'm like, I've got eyebrows. That's all they can see. Because I, you know, I don't know if I have very expressive eyes, but uh, considering that what isn't covered by mask is covered by beard, because I've just let. I mean, this shit is. <laughs> it's big. Yeah, the beard. Uh, the beard's gone good. bad. No, no. It's it's good. I like it, but, you know, might not be for everybody. I got another month and a half before it's coming off. And what is that ticking clock? So, Reagan likes to see my chin once a year. <laughs> so, Goldfinger took over Fort Knox. <laughs> <laughs> I had to grow the beard, but if I still have it by April 8th. Otherwise, he was going to radiate all of the U.S.'s gold. It's weird, I know. But you know, Reagan likes to see my chin once a year. That is a wildly reasonable request. And so last year I went hyper literal and I just shaved my chin and went with the fucking Yeah, dickish. I get yeah, it. The Lemmy. No, it it was a it, Dude, I looked it was, good. I you did. I looked good. There was no denying <laughs> it. I think that's why I was I I, I kept it, was because I was like, honestly, this looks good. But uh this year well, we're going away for a birthday, just down to Palm Springs, renting a house. That way we can just be in the same state. In the same state, but also in a different weather conditions, but still being socially, you know, the way we're supposed to be. There's a Taco Bell hotel down there. Is there? Are you guys staying at it? No. But I have been to a Taco Bell cantina. Good for you. Have you been to one of them? No. Dude, so for the listener, the Taco Bell Cantina is a Taco Bell that sells alcohol. And I know what you're thinking. And yes, they have Baja Blast margaritas. And the day that I went, I went with Tim, my guitar player, and a couple of their friends because, brace yourselves, right in front of this Taco Bell Cantina was the Dog Surfing Championship. Yeah. What? It was one of the greatest days of my entire life because it was literally just, first of all, there are weight, there, there are weight and breed categories for the surfing. And then there's a best all around at the end where they take the champions of each category and put them in. Cause the, I mean, bulldogs are just built for it. They're, they're heavy and low. The small low dogs don't have enough weight. The big, like heavy dogs slide around too much once bulldogs are meant they're bred to skateboard and surf. They, they're, they're, they're bred to shred. They're bred to shred. Bulldogs, bred to shred. And uh, they got life jackets on. Now, these American bulldogs, are you talking English? You know what? I'm out of my depths here. Much like a much like a bulldog in the ocean, I'm out of my depths. <laughs> Nailed it. I guarantee you they weren't French. I, again, could be. Who can say? They definitely didn't give up. So, probably not. But... Having some Taco Bell and Taco Bell alcohol and watching dogs surf at a competitive level, it was a great day. That. And we were done by like 4 p.m. And somebody else drove. So I got drunk. (laughs) It was great. It was a great day. Wow, man. Yeah. Dude, home for dinner, too. Home in time to get drunk. (laughs) Because what are you going to do after that? You're in such a celebratory mood. 
two Xbox achievements for life on the same day? It's almost like you, yeah, you have to light a Molotov cocktail and throw it. And it's just like, we got to make it a hat trick here. Yeah. Yeah. I I need to do a knee slide while screaming, Medic! Medic! (laughs) It's on my list. I think you're just allowed to scream medic at some point. Oh, yeah. I I really don't want to say it. You need to be, like, sliding on your knees. Like, like you need running full speed to the point that you have to slide. Yeah, because I gotta be yell medic. I gotta be diving into the trench. Are you yelling medic for you? No, 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 for somebody else that I've seen. I'm knee sliding to apply pressure to the wound. Oh, okay. With your knees? Well, I got it because they're they're on the ground. Okay. So I'm sliding in with the knees. Or they're in the trench. They're in the trench. I gotta slide down in it. Okay. You want baseball slide or are you like limbo sliding? You know, you. I guess limbo sliding. Okay. I, I, yeah, because me, I'd slide like I was sliding in the second, trying to take out the second baseman. Yeah, no, I'm I'm going in limbo style. Okay, and and I guess it would be better if there weren't somebody in mortal peril because one, I'm not qualified to handle that situation, and two, I just think it's better when people aren't in mortal peril. It's 2016. This might be a hot take. Who knows? But. That is a hot take in 2016. I guess if there's just like a pile of mulch and like a dog that's pretending to play dead and I could knee slide into that screaming medic, that that would probably fill the, that would check all the boxes. All right. I'll see if I can set that up. (laughs) Hell yeah. Now. Now. Talk for a minute because I am going to. to Don't worry. I'm not trying to send pictures to you as well. Oh, no. No. no double no, picture. The, double, double, double picture. Yeah, the, the, this is the old the old picture distracto rift. Let's see. To james.penis at yahoo.biz. It's actually dino farts. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we're Di- going well, email dino again. dino farts if, if it's in German. Let's see this one. That's a good one. Yeah, go ahead and yeah, do that one. <sighs> Not gonna lie, this St. Patrick's Day was the second weirdest St. Patrick's Day I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're thinking. What's the weirdest? It was last one, right when quarantine started, like day two of quarantine. Fair enough. It was like, well, I was gonna. Do all that stuff, but I guess everybody is now a potential enemy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta be weak again. I'm just so full of piss, Jimbo. I'm sorry, but I've sent the photos. I'll be I right back. I sent one to you. I saw that. I'll investigate it while I pee pee out of my wiener. Oh, good. Look, uh, I'm not. I'm not going to teach you how to make another Jameson because that's that's all I can really do right now. So what I'm going to do is teach you how to pack a bowl, I guess. So you go to your weed grinder or or your weed storage device, and then you you take some nugs out of out of that storage device, kind of remove some of the stems if you want to, uh, some of the leaves. Put them into your grinder and, and grind that. Now, some grinders are manual. Some grinders have plugs, but grinds it real nice. Then you can smoke it. Yeah, that's what I do. All right, quit talking about me. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I got a I got a photo here. Yeah. And it is very silly. I want to zoom in on this. <laughs> Now, this is some passive-aggressive-ass construction worker shit. I actually have no idea what is going on here. Yeah. I work right next to this. Yeah. So this is, uh, I'm glad we're, I'm glad we're doing it because, so this would normally be the Vanity Plate of the Week segment, but out of the two photos I sent you, only one of them is a Vanity Plate of the Week. The other one's a stupid car of the week situation. So I'm glad you, you, without knowing, also complied with this slightly alternate version of our usual segment. Look, I saw some fuckery. This was today, St. Patrick's Day. Somebody was like, 
I'm parking this Mercedes here. And somebody was like, I'm putting 18 cones around that. Yeah. So again, this will be up on the Road Sodas Instagram at Road Sodas Pod on Instagram. And what we've got here is, I'd say, like a very clean, uh, recent model Mercedes, I'd say, probably in the last eight years. It's got a, what looks like a parking ticket under the windshield wiper. And I'm going to guess that's because they've stopped not fully in the middle of an intersection, but fully in the middle of a lane, of a one-lane road, like, like, like single lane of traffic in that direction. And they are definitely jutting out into the intersection. But more importantly, as Jimbo alluded to, somebody has come in and surrounded the car with traffic cones. Maybe it was the fucking meter maid that gave him the ticket. Maybe it was a drunk dickhead because I've definitely helped several of my friends just put cones out to block a street as if there's construction going on in the middle of the night. Sometimes that's how you roll. Like sometimes you just block shit. Yeah. That's that's the way it works. I love it. It's also near some porta potties. Is there construction nearby by chance? A ton. Okay. If you if you throw a rock at noon in any direction, you will hit a construction worker, some sort of union man. Whether he be a surveyor, whether he be a Feeney Brothers National Grid contractor, or some other type of, you know, big machinery. Uh, the guy that moves steel plates, you might hit him, but you will hit definitely a union contractor. Move 16 tons, what do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt. No, it's actually a shitload of money and a ton of time off. <laughs> Fuck up the street. Fuck everyone. <laughs> Tell Maya Marty Walsh she can suck my cock. Thank you, Marty, for Feeney Brothers. You signed that big contract. Hey, maybe we can go national, Marty. Maybe we can do all the national grid work. <laughs> national, right? Feeney Brothers. Marty Walsh. He's the head of the Department of Labor now, kid. Yeah, well, I mean, that's Mayor of Boston. He signed a big contract with Feeney Brothers, so good for him. Good for him. Ah, they only tore up our street three times. That's, That's fine. fine. Yeah. Well, I mean, they tore it up literally every day, but I, I three separate summers. Yeah. But the third time's a charm. They'll surely never do it again. No, never. <laughs> now, what did I send you, sir? Uh, you sent me an email. And that email is subject was penis. So I'll I'll check out penis first. Okay. And then uh then we'll check out the farts later. Ooh. So I got a hybrid yeah. uh, Toyota here. Now, I had to snipe this fucker between a couple of cars. Sure looks like it. Yeah. And I think this is buses. B-U-S-E-S. That is correct. Buses. This is a hybrid car. Or buses. Whose vanity plate says buses or buses. <laughs> Buses. Buses. Wow. And I don't have a bit prepared. I just need I need help understanding. I mean, bus is both a verb and a noun, but I mean a hybrid, it's a small car, so it's not really busing. It's not busing. It only has a couple of people in it. No. Uh and it's not so, a so bus. It, it, well. It's not the noun of a bus. Well, maybe the family is named bus. And rather than, you know, pluralizing it with an apostrophe, they went for the, the pluralization of the, the noun itself. I mean... It seems like a stretch, but there's got to be a bus family out there. There's a Hitler family that still is like, look, it's our name. We're not <laughs> going to change it. Now, I've mentioned this before, but in California, you have to explain to the DMV... It's not called that. They call it the RMV out here because they have no, no, we no, have it is the RMV. You have the RMV. It is the DMV out here. Oh, nailed it. Nailed it. But you have to explain to them what your vanity plate means. So someone got the explanation for why this is called buses. And I'm sure the person who named, who, who picked that name could have just said, it's funny. And that might have been enough. I don't know. But I, I imagine that there was like a long story behind it 
where it was like the first time my family encountered chicken tikka masala. It's like one of those intros to when you want a recipe online, my and it just tells you. Died back in '86, and so after her funeral, we all went. <laughs> we all got on a bus where we began to finger bang down at the sock hop. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I, I got nothing for it. I just was like, "That's fucking stupid." Buses. Buses. Claude Debussy. And I thought that was going to be the stupidest thing I would see that day. Until, slightly after that, I saw the next picture. Yeah, which, uh, not sure if you knew which type of, type of automobile this is. But <laughs> guess what? I'll tell you. It's a Chevy S10. It's a S10 Chevrolet S10 Chevrolet. Now, do you see why I sent you this photo, Jimbo? I there's there's a couple of different reasons. You got Jesus around the license plate. That's that's fine. You know that's funny. You got a couple of S tens. Sure. Around Chev- Chevrolet, but Chevrolet on the rear of the vehicle is <laughs> is spelled incorrectly. It is spelled with a bunch of E's and no <laughs> O's. Yes, bunch of E's. <laughs> Just like. Yo, don't, nah. So this is a Chevrolet S10, and you got to look at this one to truly grasp how stupid it is, listener. Because, yeah. It's a Chevrolet S10, which means it says on it, Chevrolet. It's spelled out. The emblem is still attached to the truck. And this guy had Chevrolet painted in, not like the aggressive Gregorian font, but still like a pretty... How would you call it? Like it's like a, almost Jersey a Shore airbrush. Yeah, uh, the airbrush calligraphy font. Yeah, and it says Chevrolet across the whole back of the of the tailgate of the truck, and Chevrolet is spelled wrong. Now it's about the T at the end of Chevrolet, the airbrush one is probably about seven inches from the emblem that says Chevrolet spelled correctly. So the guy who's misspelling it was looking straight down the barrel of how to spell it. Yep. And then, more importantly, once this was done, buy a paint shop, presumably, because say what you will about the spelling, the quality of the actual painting, it's paint, it's not peeling. The person knew what they were doing as far as applying color to a vehicle. That The person picked it up and either didn't notice and was like, I'm cool with this, or noticed and was like, well, the only thing we could do is take this emblem off, and then there'd be like a paint mark, and you guys are a paint shop, but you certainly couldn't fix a little paint mark. So I don't know, because you pop that emblem off, and you know what I'm going to do when traffic stuck behind you? I'm going to second guess how I think Chevrolet is spelled. I'm going to be like, oh, I, I could have sworn there was an O, but maybe, maybe there isn't. Damn right. This guy thought, fuck it. I'm going to have Chevrolet spelled two ways right fucking next to each other, and you can suck my dunk. Look, it's a bunch of E's, all right? There's an O somewhere in there, but I don't know where it goes, so you got to be fine with the E's. Yeah. It's a triumph of car decaling. It's a triumph of car. What's like every vanity plate? Yeah, man. This, I don't know. That one hurts, because I, I do like. Well, I did like Chevys, I guess, before I drove a Corolla for 10 years. Ah, you can like both. One's not mutually exclusive. That's true. But I don't think I'm buying a Chevy next time around. That's true. Because you know what they say about Chevys? They they say there's there's a lot of like, you know, I'd rather push a Ford than drive a Chevy, things like this. There's a lot of sayings about cars. But what they say about buying a Chevy. Now Jimbo knows this. It's 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 a saying as old as time. We've all heard it. We've seen it on bumper stickers. We've seen it on the back of shirts that also imply they don't even imply. They fully state the birth year of the person wearing the shirt along with their profession, their preferred weapon of killing somebody and who bought them the shirt. We've all seen these shirts. And it's one of just one of those classic statements about what owning a Chevy is like when you go back to buying a Chevy. We've seen it a billion times, Walmart's, Sunoco, gas parking lots. Just one of those things. You almost take it for granted. So we're going to have Jimbo read it off again. So Jimbo, hit us with that classic saying about buying a Chevrolet 
Hit us with it now. Go. Like a rock. Like a rock. And as we say every week, go fuck yourself. God fuck us, everyone.